Hello, and welcome to the OCR Exams podcast, where we'll be chatting with a range of guest speakers from the world of education. My name's Anthony. I'm one of the hosts of the podcast. Here at OCR, we're committed to supporting teachers and exams officers at every step of their journey with us. We're also here to help our students to reach their full potential, and some of our podcasts will feature tips and advice on revising, preparing for exams, and managing mental health. Please remember to like, comment on, and subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're using, and be sure to follow our other social media channels. We're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search for OCR exams. You can also find a range of subject-specific blogs on our website, ocr.org.uk forward slash blog. So let's get started with today's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the OCR podcast. My name is Rebecca Simcox and I am the Subject Advisor for Health and Social Care and Child Development. And my name is Kate Thompson and I'm the Subject Advisor for PE and Sport here at OCR. Today we are joined by two guests, Poppy Bryarty and Bethany Wilcox, to talk about anxiety as part of Mental Health Awareness Week. Welcome Poppy and Beth! <laughs> It's really good to welcome our guests today, who are both ex-students of ours when we talked in an all-girls school in Birmingham and are now at university studying primary school teaching and nursing. Shall we uh, crack on with the questions, girls? Yeah. Thanks for joining us, both of you. Um, So first of all, just thought maybe it'd be interesting for you to give us a bit of a background. Um, Obviously, For Mental Health Awareness Week, the focus is all about anxiety. So with that in mind, you know, what experiences have you had with anxiety? When did that first start? Was that in childhood? Has that gone through to adulthood? So Poppy, perhaps if we start with you. Um, I would say I've always been a very anxious person since I've been a child, like at school, went through to dance, primary school, like dancing, anything I did, I was always anxious and I don't really know why maybe like it passes through from parents to like children like if we compare our moms my mom's quite anxious yours is not yeah um I don't know so yeah it was so when you say you were were quite anxious at school I can't really recollect many times where you came over as anxious I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say you were a highly strong kid I would say you were very well balanced, but then that was maybe you you did quite well at hiding it. Yeah, I think it's like I go to school, I put on a face and then I come home and then it all comes out. Right. It's like I try to hide it all away at school because people think I'm weak or weird or stupid or like can't do it. And then and then that's when it comes out at home, doesn't it? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Like I don't like to sit at school crying my eyes like, like a baby. Like that's that's <laughs> what it is. Because people then will look at you and think, oh, well, you know, she's an idiot. So, so do you find that you do that now with work as well? Yeah. You go into the, the classroom and, right, this is and It's like teaching's acting, like you put on a whole different persona to what you are when you're a different person. It's like in front of the children, you're a different person. In front of the staff, you're a different person. Like, And then... All of the anxieties that's inside him, like, okay, let's 
dress up later and I'll come home but I'll get in the car and it'll all come out like I'll be driving and I'll be thinking of everything and I'll ring you or ring somebody else and I'll just speak it all out um because mm. th- I just think I'm good at hiding it I'd personally say I think that's years of experience as well years of yeah 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 and I think there's so much to pick up there which I'm sure we will um later on but from my point of view when at school I would say I would I was slightly different because I taught you for exam subjects and so then you know that's where the maths would start to slip a little bit wouldn't it so you would try and be you know this persona and try and make sure that you were level-headed and balanced and that everyone could see that but then when it comes to like those difficult times exams or when there was deadlines that's when sort of things would get worse for you um so I suppose with that in mind you know what were your main triggers? And, you know, if we stick with you, Poppy, and we'll move over to you, Beth, in a minute. But what were your main triggers when you were at school? Little things would add up. It wasn't like there was one specific thing that would get me. It was like tiny little things throughout the day or throughout the week that would sort of like build up. And then at the end, I'll just explode. Like it could be a little niggle in maths when someone says something to me or a teacher was being horrible or uh, just... And then, and then it'd be something of bright time would annoy me. And it'd be like, okay, that's, that's two things now. And then it'd, something, it'd be something at home. So I had like, always have issues going on at home. That never ends. It'd be something with that. And it'd be something at dance that, that gets to me. And then it'd be something, and it'd be literally be tiny little things like in in a lesson if a teacher was being moaning or something, and I think it's all aimed at me like I'm the worst ever student. Like I'm the worst people. Like I could never do anything. And then... That's what it, and then it all mount up to me because just crying and exploding. Yeah. So it wasn't like there'd be one major. Oh my god, that's Poppy triggered off. Yeah. So it, so it was more like it was it was like the snowball affecting effect, wasn't it? You know, once one thing came, and if it caught you at the wrong time, in the wrong, almost in the wrong headspace, mm-hmm. then you just take everything else on, even though you know, and we all do it, don't we? You sit there and you think, oh my god, they're talking about me. Well, no, they're not talking just about you. They're talking about everyone. But you take it in, don't you? I take things so personally. It's really weird. I still do it now. I'm thinking, why am I taking things so personally when there's 200 other other people on my course at uni and we get moaned at, moaned at, moaned at. And it's not it's not just me. It's, you know what I mean? It's just, mm. I, I think, I don't know where it all comes from. I just take things really, really personally. <laughs> but I, 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 think, I think a lot of people take... I know I do. I'm sure Becky, you do, and Beth, you. I'm sure you do. We maybe it's a girl thing. I don't know. Yeah, but could be too yeah. You know, you you you're tuned into your to how you feel, your psyche, and you want to be the best version of yourself, don't you? Mm-hmm. And so you're taking all this information in, thinking, well, if I process it, then maybe I can I can be better. But actually, it doesn't work like that, does it? It's, you're just taking it in and making yourself feel worse. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, there's there's so much you've said there, Poppy, that so many people will relate to. Um, mm. you know, I, I definitely can can relate to some of those things myself that I might I might be able to handle some if it was just one thing, but when when there's lots of things and they might seem quite minor to other people, um, so other people can brush them off, but it's not always that easy. Um, so could we just split over to Beth for a moment? Um, just thought same sort of question for you, Beth. Sort of what have your experiences been like? Have they been like poppies or are they totally different? I would say they are in some ways similar, as in the little things do add up. And like everyone, 
I think they all mount up in little bits and if they catch you at the wrong time, it's like emotional breakdown. <laughs> but I think um, mine definitely stems from more academic subjects. I think, especially with my dyslexia as well, I've always struggled so much with assignments, English, yeah. keeping up with everyone else. And I think, <clears throat> especially throughout primary school, I think teachers definitely put put me down. It wasn't recognised when she was at primary school, yeah. So. Uh, so like my dyslexia, like no one sort of knew what it was and... I think people then put me down and was like, you're no good at this. And then that stemmed then created this like anxiety, especially towards like English and spelling. And then I come to secondary school and it was like, whoa, like I actually have to do GCSEs. Like these actually do count. And like, if I don't pass these, like we're not doing the job that I want to be able to do. And I think even then I was in like bottom sets. I was constantly with people that didn't care what they wanted to do. And I was constantly caring, but like some people don't give you the time of day, but then obviously you guys it's fancy like in the ear like you can do well it's fine um but obviously I still had quite a lot of anxiety and I think my anxiety sometimes puts the negative voices in my head telling me mm. that I cannot do this and I cannot do well I can't pass and I can't submit my assignment mm. and I can't pass my exam and I think I, I like to share my problems I like, I like definitely have to speak my anxiety sometimes like all the time I'll tell you when I'm anxious I'll tell you when I'm scared to do something would you agree? Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Even this morning, I was like stressing about this assignment I have to submit on Monday. I was going, I'm not going to fast. I was literally, I was like, I can't do it. On the whole way to school this um, morning, she half past seven, Half past eight this morning, I was on the phone going, oh God, oh no, I don't want to submit it. Because I'm just like, I'm so used to, don't know, failing that passing doesn't really. I mean, you just come across as so confident. I mean, comparing the two characters, right? Poppy, pop, pop, <laughs> you were always like, I mean, you you talk. Like you <laughs> you talk, girl. And then Beth, you just you're just such a strong character. Such a, a nice, well rounded Yeah. And I don't I, I never got the feeling that anything would phase you, so to speak. And you you'd got such a lovely bond, the two of you, that you always work together, you were there for each other best friends for life <laughs> and so so do you find that you put on this this mask that you've yeah. got these different personalities not personalities yeah. personas no. not not as much as poppy friend <laughs> but um no I would agree so I think you have to change the mindset that I'm in depending on what situation I think that depends on how anxious I get so some things make me more anxious than others so like if I was to sit <laughs> an English exam I'd be like panicking so much mm. or and then I would literally I'd go so quiet and like introverted and just mm-hmm. worried and that I'll just the only thing I could focus on is literally that one thing and that, yeah that's all I can think about whereas like if you put me in a different situation like if you said oh just stand up and present this or go and jump out of an airplane or go and do this yeah. mountain bike thing or go and dance in front of a thousand people it just would be like okay cool I'll do that so you are definitely the the monkey see monkey do the practical person yeah I would agree 100% yeah no I'm I'm the same I'm the same but I mean you and and, and I know we're going to jump a little bit here but your exam series when you were taking your exams you had a really amazing little team didn't you and what you how you coped with your exams and what you did to support each other through your exams didn't you (laughs) Yeah. Can, you, can you just sort of explain that a little bit? Because I think it's so lovely. We used each other a lot, 100%. Like, 
to do because basically for our English I was in second, second set, set she was in bottom so. set and it was like the teacher on her basically mm-hmm. give, given up and said to her mum she's not going to pass her exams I basically took that as a okay well I'm going to prove him wrong mm-hmm. um me too as well so every day after school we would go after school mm-hmm. and I'd basically teach you language. how to write English language and yeah how to, to analyze exam. to yeah. yeah and then you came into my English boosters and then with all the support of the correct teachers, it sort of worked. Yeah, so we had, I had you, mm-hmm. I had my parents going, you can still do it. I had you too. I had yeah, other English, your English teacher. Mm-hmm. I think that support system definitely bounced off each other. And even for like revision for like subjects like history. Always use each other. Always use each other. Yeah. We were each flashcard. Even now, like we're doing separate degrees on completely <clears throat> different like careers. Yeah, you couldn't get more separate. Like we're so opposite, but we'll still sit together and do our work. And I'll read Bethany's assignment and be okay. Yours. You could structure it better this way and this way because just... I'm more writing academic. Like I can write, whereas you struggle with that. So mm-hmm. like, we use each other for and I and I use you for ideas because I, I think I I would say especially in my nursing degree you need to think outside the box. And I'm quite boring like that so I need you to <laughs> well, we need something interesting way more interesting like I definitely, can, definitely can provide me an approach <laughs> you definitely wait you know you balance each other out yeah. don't you 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 both add something to the mix to help each other be balanced and I think that's so good because there'll be people that think um, you know that relate to that 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 have that that relationship but there'll be people that don't and that maybe keep things to themselves and I think that's really nice to hear that actually if you've got someone that you can rely on like that how that yeah. can help you in lots of ways whether that be emotional support or whether it be actual support with you know you you get in your GCSEs and you both did so amazing at school in your GCSEs you know I remember on results day um <laughs> Poppy, Poppy was at um, school, but Beth was on the beach, um, <laughs> and they opened their results together over FaceTime, and there was some tears from them yeah. and their parents. And well, happy tears, happy tears, happy, happy tears. tears, yeah, happy tears, definitely. But definitely. it just it just shows you what you can achieve when you put your mind to it. What you can achieve, doesn't it? You know, absolutely. And I think, especially with your chosen career path, Beth, going into nursing, I would have thought your anxiety levels, because you don't know what's... Mm-hmm. A, a bit like a, A&E, you don't know what's going to come next. Well, you get you get really bad pre-shift anxiety, is what it's called. Mm. Like, you literally walk into the complete unknown every 12 hours. So every shift you do, you have no idea. Mm. So, like, comparing it to my shift last Saturday was absolute mayhem. Because I work I bank as a HA on the hospital. Because, you know, my poor shit and all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a bank at the hostel so that shift was just it was a horrendous shift (laughs) it was just it was constant it was one thing after another deteriorating patients and stuff and then comparing it to like this weekend last Saturday it was like blissful shift complete peace but I find that work distracts me so like when I'm feeling very very on edge and anxious I will go to work and it all like focus my mind somewhere else and the problem with me is I will overwork myself and go to work as much as much as I can to distract myself and then it, so I don't have to deal with my problems and my issues and I come home and I'm like right I actually have to address this because I'll be on the phone to you like mm. crying my eyes out mm. um it's like emotions it's not academic like I don't really cry over you I'm, I'm not really different. bothered like I am bothered but I'm not that bothered whereas you it's academic me it's actually like like in like my head it's like it's like a massive like problems I can't compass yeah mm-hmm. whereas mine I think like it's yours all is external ac- yours yeah. is academic like forget uni you're fine as a person me I'm a whole mess so yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you're not, Poppy, you're not. I so <laughs> I just wanted to quickly, quick, sorry to interrupt you, I just wanted to quickly talk about when you were at school, you were really, you know, really big into dance and, you know, we all know the impact that exercise has has on our mental health. So for you, what did dance do for you then and what does it still do for you now? Because I know you still dance now, don't you, as well? Um, for me, like, dance has been like a massive consistent thing throughout my life so I've done it since I was like three and still do it at 20 now so it was the one thing that stayed stable throughout when um like my parents split up for example I, it was something that, that, that stayed the same changing schools um I even continued it throughout my exams still do it throughout college and uni like it's and that consistency I think's helped me rationalize and stay grounded um I just obviously exercising is very very good for you and the endorphins it just it just makes me like I'm I know that I'm not bad at it so like I know it's something I'm good at so it's something I want to do and I just enjoy it it's fun like I like performing I like doing shows I like you know having that a talent yeah and, it, and it's for me it's the, it's the consistency like I don't ever want to stop dancing like I know that you're going to turn up you're going to do a warm-up you're going to learn a choreography you're going to have fun and then you're going to go home and you're going to do all of it and you feel week. good after you've danced mm. like you feel like I've, I've achieved Achieve something each lesson yeah yeah so it's the same as you throwing yourself into the work or into your work throwing yourself into the dance is almost a way of distracting yourself and just being poppy i'm not i'm not on everything else i'm not taking on anyone else's rubbish i'm just focusing on me and what i enjoy doing especially in dance i think no one you turn up to dance no one expects you to do anything they just expect you to be there and have fun and participate that that, that's Mm. the only expectation and try hard they don't it's not like school or you work or we forced where you're forced to have to do stuff you're forced to act that you don't want to do yeah and you're forced to like i don't know put on a smile when you want to cry uh-huh. whereas yeah. dance you could cry and dance at the same time it's a good word letting out emotions <laughs> no. very very good way yeah. yeah yeah it's so expressive isn't it dance that you can actually put emotions into your dance and and that helps with with your performance as well doesn't it yeah definitely definitely yeah that sounds yeah that sounds fantastic I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that do different sports that, that can see a benefit mm. that and if they don't I think you know you've given a really good idea of why maybe you you might want to take up a sport or take up dance if you're you're feeling a little bit anxious I think that that would be fantastic okay I'm going to just move on a little bit um so I think you've talked a lot about how you how you try and help yourself and the self-care that you do you've talked about your relationship with each other you've talked about dance you know is there anything else that you do maybe that might help our our listeners so especially when it comes to around exam time is there anything that you do specifically that might help to keep um your anxiety as low as possible um perhaps beth if we come to you first or poppy sorry sorry i would say a big thing is to be organized if you're not organized then like you're screwed basically you need to have a timetable of when you're going to revise you're, you're going to have a rest you're going to go out when you're going to see people like like have a week in advance on what you're going to do because I still do that now mm-hmm. and if I don't know what I'm doing next week and who I'm going to see and what time and when like I can't manage it I have to know bang 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 what's happening and it's good to revise like okay Monday night I'm going to do English Tuesday maths Wednesday blah 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 and it's like having that organization allows you to 
building exactly what you need to have done by a certain deadline and then you're ready for your exam mm. or ready for whatever you have to do it takes the pressure off it because you know you've done the work so you don't need to stress so about worrying because you've done it and at the end of the day you just sit and go okay i've done as much as i can whatever the result is i'll have to be happy with it because i have tried my literal best so mm. yeah. i think just to, just to echo on that i would say is you mentioned it about planning and just to prioritize yourself like i think you sort of have to look and go okay this week i've done this like for example this week especially for me this has been my day where i pretty much all i've done is read through my assignment like i haven't mm. i haven't forced myself to do anything because since christmas i've just i haven't had a day off and i think it's really important especially through gcse because it's it's such a short period of time where you've got exams two exams in one day and they're constantly back to back where you do need to prioritize yourself and i think that's why we continue dance, especially yeah, because it was our time. A lot of people stopped doing it and stopped doing their extracurricular stuff. And I just thought, why? Why stop? Mm. I mean, what are you just going to sit at home and do nothing, or yeah. you're at home and do re- and actually revise? You know, like you need to prioritize your time properly. Not just think, okay, I'm 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 going to stop this, but is it going to really have a better impact if you do stop it? You have to be <laughs> rational about it all because I think why you're not going to do as well as you want to do in GCSEs if like you stopped all doing all the fun stuff that you do enjoy because then you're just going to be sad the whole time. It's going to make them. It's going to make the whole process even worse than yeah. And don't be lazy. Yeah. Like if you're actually lazy, then what is the point? Because yeah. you're going to finish your exams get your grounds and be un- 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 unhappy and think okay well I wish I had tried harder throughout that year 11 mm. year. because a lot of people have said that to us I wish I tried harder yeah. and we were like well told you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you managed to do both so like you know the balance there was the or the evidence there sorry is that it helped so you know yeah. you managed to work hard do your revision and still dance and still have that sort of you and time. We got good grades. We yeah, got very good grades. We got quite good grades. Like, I'm yeah. sure, like we did amazing, but we did like higher than average. So I was quite pleased. Like, I was really pleased. Yeah. And it's got you to where you want to go. So yeah, yeah. your hard work just, has paid off. Your credit skills are a credit. Yeah, you really are. And I think when you know, thinking about when you were at school, I think you know, for me, remembering how how more confident you were every time you achieve something I think like especially for you Beth because you said about you know the issues you had with dyslexia and perhaps not feeling good enough maybe in some of your classes and every time you did something and you did it really well you saw the confidence really um you know really have an impact on your positive impact so is that something that you still have today like you know do you take a lot from when you're feeling anxious but you achieve something does that really help you for the future yeah I'd say 100% that's still exactly the same especially with even like little things now in my degree and stuff even if it's literally like oh some like I was on placement and this patient had this thing and then and I recognized it and the nurse next to me recognized it and I was like oh my god I recognized at the same time the nurse recognized it and oh. it's just like that realization like oh I am actually learning I am you are good enough. Yeah, I am good yeah. enough. I am, I am taking in stuff and I do remember stuff and I do, but the hard work I do put in is sort of paying off because I, I can see my improvement. And yeah. I think with exams, especially GCSEs, you don't actually see that improvement until the results day. But it, yeah. Yeah. the longest wait of your life is till results day. And But mm-hmm. whereas with uni, all you have to do is wait it's a month. Constant. It's it, constant. It's a constant, like, yeah. okay, you hand that assignment in, next one, okay. Then you sort of have to, like, switch off from that one. Back. And then you get it yeah. back, like, midway through your second one. And yeah. you're like, oh, okay, I did well. Yay. 
that'll that give you yeah. then the boost for the next one and be like okay i can do this assignment yeah. Or, yeah. yeah i think you know what you're saying as well is you're not letting the anxiety send you away because you find you're finding ways to mm. to to use like it. use it exactly in a positive yeah. way so you know there might be people at school now that are thinking there's no way i'm going to uni because actually i find this too stressful exams mm. but what you're saying is that you, not only you found ways to cope but also it's actually slightly easier in a different environment in in the in the university environment so you don't want that to put people off i suppose a university environment is absolutely the opposite to school mm. it's very much independent school you know your lessons are planned for you you have to do this this and this in in an hour's time then you have less homework to complete the next lesson uni it's like you're delivered the content and you're told okay go away come back and write this assignment and you have like a month six weeks to write it mm. and if you don't type the lectures because no one's going to like force you to turn up it's not school no one you know rings you up like oh well you should be here you know you're an adult you're not there you're, you're yeah. the and i think like you have to learn a different time management yeah you have to learn and adapt to the way they teach which is obviously very different to school mm-hmm. um you have to also time management because obviously GCSEs you have it's just an exam whereas at uni you have assignments as well as exams and the assignments are usually over like six to eight weeks or a month and you have to plan your research you have to sit in lectures you have to then actually start writing the assignment and I think you have to in order to time manage that it's very do you think do you think the the modular so like the assignment way of assessing is better for you girls than an exam type assessment well I, I'm in the unique position as I've literally just took one exam and I'm about to hand in an assignment at the same time right um I would say they're very very different I, I like personally I like having a mix of both because I think juggling two assignments at the same time like you have to is very challenging I have to juggle four at a time and they're all like big fat essays so Whereas, and teach along alongside that so you know go into your classroom and plan lessons deliver them um, mark books like yeah. it, I have, I'm so overloaded Whereas with everything. I have like so I've just had my medicines exam which you have to like revise calculations for and stuff and then I had my big exam which was just a bunch of literally everything every topic under the sun they could have thrown at you and then comparing to my coursework which I had you sort of have to like somehow fit revision alongside essay based stuff and I think I like the balance of it because it allows you to time manage differently, I think. Yeah. And um, what about you, Poppy? Uh, for for me, I do prefer the coursework because I know there's not this exam I've got to sit and revise for because I feel like GCSEs and like exams are a hit and a miss. You're either in a good headspace that day or you're not. Whereas an assignment, you can actually utilise, you know, your own intelligence um you've got time to sit you've on got it. time to sit mm. on it you've got time to find your resources like how much effort do you want to go into this Talk um, to other people as well literally and i found that has worked better because i've got like better grades than i've ever expected at uni um do you think that that's because you can plan it i can plan it i sit and i plan an assignment and i'll say okay this week i am to write this much on this and then i'll go through it write my assignment and then i'll go back and i'll review what i've written like it takes me ages to actually submit an assignment the way i want it because i'll rewrite it like 10 10 times i think that's the problem why i stress about 
assignment so much is because I overthink the assignment way too much. I think they've done the completely mm. wrong thing that they've asked before. But it's quite similar <laughs> with like the, the exams because at school, obviously, I have to get people come in to observe me teach, and that really worries me because adults scare me adults have always scared me <laughs> and even though I am an adult now they continue to scare me and I'm like I'd rather... you're not a real adult is that what you're saying no I'd, be not real no, I'd rather be with the children the children are uh, much I don't know more accepting they don't I feel like children don't judge me like they're just I'm their teacher and they like me it's happy like that's what it is whereas now it comes in they're like right I'm gonna write this about you I'm gonna write that about you blah blah blah, blah. And, oh I can just so see that, them so that's it creeping back in isn't it that whole thing of yeah they can I'm just say that one thing or that negative thing and it's it's coming back again isn't it mm. yeah yeah definitely did could I just ask did either of you ever seek any support you know outside of yourselves you know did you get any ever, ever have an external support or you know have you reached out to anyone like that in the past yeah um so for for me I actually went to the doctors at one point and was like this is not working for me any, anymore like I can't it's getting to the point where it got that unmanageable it stopped me from doing my daily tasks mm-hmm. like it stopped me from going to uni for a bit like I just didn't I I avoided my problems didn't go or I wouldn't I wouldn't go I'd, I'd avoid going to school for example like even it even at school like when I when I was at school I'd avoid going to school and then that certain people drag certain me. people dragged me to school and then even like it's like so I went to the doctors and they um put me on medication which are beta blockers and because I suffer from panic attacks, that like my biggest thing, like anxiety for me comes out physically. So I'll start shaking. I can't breathe. I can feel much in my heart and my chest. And they gave me some medication, which which physical side which helps the physical side effects of anxiety. So it slows your heart rate down, which is meant to subside the panic attacks and the shaking and all that, which has enabled me to actually. Um, like go back into schools and feel I can you know stand there teach a lesson feel like I'm good enough to do my degree feel like I'm good enough you know to mm. just, just to be a person which before I'd have I'd be in the car having to stop the car and have a panic attack because I can't drive because I'm really worried like it affect me that much and then um they've also referred me for cognitive behavioral therapy CBT mm-hmm. I haven't started yet but I feel like it will help me um yeah that's I think that it's hit and miss, isn't it? You, you're a talker, you know, I relate because I am as well. So me and you are talkers and uh, Beth and Kate are listeners. I was thinking, we, you know, we, we do a lot of talking, but I think with CBT, you know, you might you might experience that um, relief by by talking. And that's obviously something be interesting to hear how you get on, get on with that. Um, I think we'll just come to the last question now, girls. I mean, you give us so much information. It, you know, it has been really, really helpful and useful. But it's I think so the last insightful. question, yeah, really insightful. But I think it's really important to ask this question because, you know, I think a lot of young people will be listening. So the question is, what advice would you give your younger self, you know, in terms of anxiety, in terms of resilience, in terms of managing? What advice, if you if you were looking back at yourself, what advice would you give? Uh, Beth, should we go with you first? I would say is <laughs> I think we managed it pretty okay. To be fair. I think it's having that good support system. So we had each other, we had family, we had to rely on your teachers as well as a big thing because they they can understand as well and they can see you, they can see you every day. Um, and literally just to speak if you have 
any anxiety mm. literally about anything yeah. even if it's like irrelevant just just tell somebody I think it's very helpful and also to do just take one day as as it comes one day at a time yeah. I think yeah. even as an adult you have to do that you have to you cannot look Definitely. at the of like the 23 exams you've got you literally have to go okay I've got this exam today that's it or I'm focusing on that or I've yeah. only got that one little problem because then it stops that snowball effect we talked about earlier is literally just these problems just yeah. I think I'd definitely yeah. just say one day at a time and not care too much <laughs> what happens, happens. <laughs> very good Pop what it. about you Pop <laughs> um for me I don't know how to word this it's more like don't I always you to think everything's gonna if I don't do this one thing, my whole life's going to be ruined. And that's mm-hmm. the end of me. Like, don't think that everything that goes wrong is going to be the end of a world. It's going to stop you from being the person you want to be or doing things you want to do. Because uh, think about in a year's time from when you've, you've done your GCSE, for example, they're completely uh, irrelevant unless you want to go and get a job or unless you want to go and do something you're never going to do trigonometry unless you're a teacher in your life again. Do you know what I mean? Like the half of things you learn are absolutely irrelevant and you've just got to know them to pass your exams. Whereas you don't actually start learning your real life skills until you've left school mm. and you're an actual adult and you've got to, you've got to live adult life and work and get a job and drive and all of that stuff. Well, so don't think school's the be all and end all of everything because it's not. So then, yeah. So to combine the two, we'd be saying, you know, Take each day as it comes. Don't catastrophize. If one thing goes wrong, just stop, mm-hmm. recalibrate and say, right, well, this is how I can fix it. Let's let's keep going. Definitely. And, you know, and all these skills that you're given at school, you eventually at some point put them into practice. You might not need them in the next year, two mm-hmm. years, 10 years, but at some point it might come in handy. But I think that's really good advice for people to yeah. to take away from this. Yeah, I do. And I think, you know, I can't thank you enough for for all of your sort of um, support on this podcast, because I think it's really valuable what you've said. And I think we could be here all night. You've got, you know, you've said so many things that I would love to pick up on, um, but we are coming to the end here. So I've really enjoyed, you know, you joining us today, girls. And thank you so much. You know, I think a lot of people will take a lot away from that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. It's good to see you both as well. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and good to see how well you're doing. You know, you 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 both have overcome a lot, and you know, you've had you've had barriers, but you haven't let that hold you yeah. back. And I think that's the point, isn't it? Of of what we're talking about here with Mental Health Awareness Week. It's about anxiety, but it's also about then having that resilience to be able to try and even if we, you know, it's difficult to overcome anxiety. You know, you said Pop, you're an anxious person. You're still anxious, but you've you found ways to try and manage yeah. that. And I think it's just being able to recognise when your anxiety and thinking, okay, I'm anxious. Need to give myself a bit a bit of time, and then I'm gonna yeah. be okay. yeah. Yeah, like, absolutely. It, like if you dismiss your anxiety, it makes it worse. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Oh, thanks, girls. Uh, yeah, really, really, really good to see you. Okay, so that's all for our mental health awareness podcast today. Thanks to Poppy and Beth for taking the time to join us, and to everyone listening. I hope you found this episode interesting. Don't forget to share this podcast with your colleagues, and please get in touch with us if you need any further support. All of our contact details and social media channels can be found at ocr.org.uk forward slash contact.